you know, proved a world title opportunity for me. And, uh, you know, I cannot be more thankful for those guys. The ABO is, you know, is, is always had my back. Right. And I always appreciate everything and everything they've done for me. And so, you know. What's uh, the ABO? It's uh, Juan Ferriero. Juan Ferriero's with the ABO. He does a great job. And um, they're out based out of Chicago. And he, uh, you know, they're excited. They're going to be here. Yeah. They're doing, they're having a, a whole little event that weekend in Galveston. You know, nice. they're doing some awards and stuff like that. They're really trying to stay in touch with boxing in our area. But yeah, we're you know we're working on it. The show is gonna be a fabulous show. Yeah. I mean, uh, we just uh, you know the twelve fights are all tough fights. You know, you know we got we you know when we first went with the you know uh, where fights happen. You know, you just wanted tough fights. I always told the guys when we started the promotion company is we didn't care what the record was if they were undefeated if they had some you know several losses. We just wanted them to come in and lay it all out on the line and put on a good show for the people. The the end of the, yeah, the end of the day, it's about it is entertainment, right? I mean, it is. It is what the show looks like. It is lights. It is cameras. Are we trying to build careers? Yes. Are we trying to give kids opportunities? Absolutely. But at the same time, we could have a ton of fun and make it really look pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, and and give them an environment that they they may or may not get at the larger, bigger scales of you know on bigger stages. And we hope that they do. But we're gonna give them something that's very similar. And here in Houston, where they can bring other fans and, and create more fans. We have uh, we have Roger Ibada on that card as well. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fighting uh, uh, Coach Jaime is uh, one of our trainers. Uh, he trains Roger, and he been he been doing it. Yeah, it's awesome. He's gonna perform. Yeah. Good. He'll be performing. Uh, <clears throat> so so the uh, the NBA is gonna they. they It'll be a, de- a title. It'll be a title fight. Will you be defending the ABO? I will be defending the ABO. Okay, so right and, and I'm defending the ABO and fighting for the and, uh, for the NBA. Um, now the only thing is, is you know, we still don't know. You know, you know. I mean, I can like I was trying to say is, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna request. You know, with, I mean, you're a week out. Right. I mean, how? I mean, it, that's tough on fighters. You know, I mean, if someone called me and I was gonna take an opportunity, and I got my walk around, and if I'm not, if I have my walk around weight, and I'm not like, ooh, you know what, I might need. You know, obviously Robert knows me. I might need me a couple extra pounds. Yeah. I might, you know, what I mean? right. so right. I, I, I already know in my mind I've been in this game for too long that I know something's gonna happen where there's gonna be some stipulations. Now whether it's money, whether it's pounds, whatever it is, whatever it is, and so I, I gotta. My mind's got to get running. And it's super, what, super lightweight? Or are you super lightweight? Super lightweight. Light lightweight. Light so the guy that you were going to fight, the opponent that fell out, he, he wasn't the title holder for the NBA? He was a vacant. He was a vacant title. He was a vacant title. Now, I, we messaged one time, and I was talking about uh, the NBA title. That's a steep title. It's just the same thing from the original the National original Boxing Alliance. We're yeah, talking about... Joe Lewis, we talking yeah. about uh, Ron Jones. Yeah, we talking yeah. about a real, you know, if 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 they trying to get back on the top, yeah. you know, this it has history, it man. That history, and 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 uh, you know, match that with uh, your history that yeah. we've been talking about. Yeah. Man. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Man. What's <laughs> really drawn me to the uh, you know, National Boxing Association is that they uh, they had history. They've been in the game for a long time. And, right. You know. Um, when I first reached out to the ABO for for a, for a fight, it was um, you know it was for me looking for someone who was doing big things, trying to come up with just the way El Dinger Promotions was coming up, you know, right? Something that you know was on the way up, but was trying to do other things to help more people, and, and that's how I you know teamed up with Juan. I called him and I said, "Listen, this is what we're trying to do, and I'd love to you know represent your organization. You know, these are the things that I'm kind of donating to. I see that you're doing some outside work with you know the community in your area, and we made it happen, and we we got to you know fight for the title." 
and then the same thing went on. And then, you know, with social media now, what it is now, and obviously the history, when I would go through, one of my favorite fighters when I was growing up, obviously, you know, growing up, you know, we were all, if in my book, my, my, my father, first personal history, my biological father passed away when I was eight, nine years old. And mm-hmm. I was one point found my baby book. And my dad, and, and when he passed away, you know, I was eight. So, I mean, I remember going to play football and do things like that out the streets. But um, my mom gave me the baby book, and I was going to do it. And my family always said, "Man, your dad was like, he, when you're when I started boxing, like he'd be, he'd be so excited that he knew you could fight now. Like he would be like, yep, took one of that. And uh, he's like, and uh, he's a huge boxing fan. <laughs> going through this baby book one day, and this is years ago. And he had he had wrote in the book when Mike Tyson won the world title. He was the youngest guy. And he had wrote that in my baby book. Right? Like, looking at it like, isn't that so? And I was like, this is nuts. Like he was that deep in you know, I mean, he was just sitting there. And I said it was pretty cool. And how it's gone full circle. I played all sports. You know, I mean, I got into boxing obviously a little bit when I was in college. Right. When I met Henry, and even at that, it was just like a, a thing that was supposed to happen. You know, I mean, it was just you know. If things are planned out, we know it's not, you know, that God has his plans and the right things work. And so, uh, and that's how he it's not, like accident, it's right. not by accident. You know, I didn't go to St. Houston to walk on and play football when I had a ton of other baseball and other scholarship things I could have done to go and meet Felix Ramirez and then Henry Harris, you know, and then right. uh, catch you. It was, it was for a reason. And, uh, but, uh, you know, those are the things. So when I was going back with social media, back to how I, you know, was going through it and the NBA got up and I saw all the, you know, Camacho and Roy yeah, Jones, you know, you know, uh, and it was like, man, they carry that that title, and I was like, dude, wow! Like, I mean, they have been in the game for a long time, yeah, yeah. you know. And so, you know, and and just you know, just obviously, just you know, you know, in, in, in the business and everything, you, you you kind of sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe you know, that might be a little bit out of my reach, you know. That's that's, but you have to take that step forward and reach out and you communicate, and it just takes good communication skills to reach out and talk to somebody, yeah. and, and you and and it's not real hard, you know, and and then you just kind of. We had a good conversation, and they're like, so let's see what you're doing, and, you know, kind of kind of go over the career we talked, and, you know, and here we are, you know, be able to fight for that history of being nice. in anywhere of those books with those guys is, is, is a good deal for me. I'm, I'm excited, and we're ready to go. We worked really hard, um, mm-hmm. and we're here. It's a week out. So, you know, before before when I live, you and Coach were talking about, you know, cut and shoot the gym, and then uh, how, you know, it, it moved from Huntsville, and, and the name changed. So, tell the viewers a little about that, about mm-hmm. The beginning, yeah. uh, the gym there, and I'm really interested because you know I'm, I'm Mexican, yeah, and I see Altigny. There's only one thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, those things is the North. Is there any, is, you know, is, yeah. what's the story behind that? Yeah, we love the band, obviously. Wait a minute, that's a what, man? Oh, they, yeah. shit, they beat, uh, yeah. they, uh, yeah. they beat, uh, Cardi B's record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a band? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, okay. But I'm sure there's no, there's no real connection there. Obviously, you know, I'll play some of their music, you know, but, uh, now there's no connection. That I think it really came from you know you you know you're coming up as a fighter you're always like how do you get that name yeah. you know you got everybody has that name and like mm-hmm. you know you just don't come out here and just you know yeah. just stick it right. you know yeah. Henry was out there and when I was in the amateurs I was in, I was competitive I was over overly competitive you know and when I got into boxing Henry just threw me in there with his guys he'd been training for years and I was kind of like you know I quit the box I got my first day and he, just, <laughs> he just wanted to see what it was like you know yeah. he tested you a little bit and then he, when he saw that I was very competitive and if I got hit I was going to get it back and it kind of stayed that way for me to the amateurs I mean I didn't have a deep amateur career I had about twenty something fights but I went from I mean I was. I was at the state bowling goes with five fights. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't even want that. And I was at nationals with eight, and I'm standing there, guys are talking about hundreds, and I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to know about that. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And say like, you just make yourself more nervous because you're going like, ooh, man, I'm, yeah. I'm deep here. I mean, how do I even get to this point? Psych yourself up. Yeah, you psych yourself up. So, but uh, what happened was I, I would jump on guys, and when I got hit, I would just, I'd get on them. And Henry one day just came home with this. He was driving home, and I guess Henry was, as he was cruising the back roads of the farm, he, he there was a guy on Santa Rosa, and, big, and he had a big tiger poster. And he said, when he drove by, he's like, man, you know, this this is you. You just jump on guys, and so it's your mommy. I'm gonna drop me this big frame the poster of a tiger, and I, yeah. I'm gonna go yeah, that that's, yeah. 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 that's, that's how that happens. Yeah, that's how it's Yeah, that's how it happens. You know, so I was like, man, yeah, let's do it. Jumping you know? all over. You know, yeah, and yeah. I was like, and and then you know, he's like, this is how you do it. And this is this reminds me of you, and so that's how that rolled out. But you know, for the cut and shoot history, obviously it was in cut, you know, cut and shoot, and it's just, it's a small place. It's you know, there's not very many, but. So where's it located geographically? If you go into Conroe, we're a little bit east of Conroe, off 105. You know, so you head up to Conroe and you, you head out a little bit east. You'll run into Cut and Shoot. You'll run in and then out. But it's back roads. It's country lifestyle. And uh, but Roy Harris was, you know, that's where that's where it come from. Now the meaning of the name Henry it was on one. It was on the thing where Cut and Shoot come from. It, it it can go several ways. I'll have to bring Henry up here for that story because I wasn't born and raised in Cut and Shoot. I was I'm from. Corpus Christi, Texas, born oh, okay. and raised. I didn't come up to Huntsville until I went to San Houston State University. Wow. And then I was adopted by, you know, taken in by the Cutting Shoe family, the Harris family, and they've taught me everything that I do today. So, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of history there that from from in Cutting Shoe, but Roy was the man. He was he was the one that was he was he went to school, he was a lawyer, you know, I mean he, he was in the army, right. but he was boxing and that whole family is an amazing family. They've done a lot in the boxing community. But Roy kind of put Cut and Shoot on the map because that's where the family all resided. That's where, you know, that's where they were living. That's where they were staying. And, and he's so, had some notable fights. He's had, yeah. If you look at his record, when I look at it, I was like, gosh, he's fought some guys. And you know, he had, like, I think, four or five uh, losses, but no scientist. And, you right. know, Floyd Patterson. Right. You know, I mean, you're going like, what? You know, he fought some serious yeah. guys. I mean, you know, and, uh, and you're going like this guy. I mean, he was a small heavyweight. I mean, yeah. I mean he was like about two. You know, Henry's like, oh, he's like two hundred five. He's like, one time he was working in the oil fields. He came home. He weighed maybe one hundred sixty eight pounds. Wow. And we're like, he's like, yeah, my neighbor got a good training. We ate him, fed him, we put him back to work, and he got up to about two hundred. <coughs> but they're one ninety five guys. You know? Right. Like, right. No, I'll be walking around 195. I'm not one of you messing around with those dudes. You know, like, <laughs> Henry right. will always right. tell me, he's like, you know how much Rock and Roll Channel weighs? And I'm like, I don't want to know. 184. Yeah. Boy, you think he was trying to dehydrate you then? He's like, oh, no, sir. <laughs> he's like, it's a different man back then. You know, honestly, I, I try to explain that to him, but he's like, you know, I was like, man, those guys are just built different. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I'm 185 pounds, but like, man, those guys just make me look little. You know, and, and then I think, you know, it was different times. It was. Absolutely. It, was it was an absolutely different atmosphere. It was a different way of living. And, uh, you know, you have to respect it, you know, how they did that. But, uh, but the cut and shoot, you know, back to the question is, I mean, Roy Harris, Henry Harris, they established it. They all, tons of boys and kids, you know. Trey Harris boxed for a long time. Monty and, and uh, Robin Lane boxed for a long time. That's all, you know, all of those names, names in, in USA Boxing and amateurs all ring the bell. Trey was the only one, Trey Harris was the only one that went pro. And he got up to about 15 and 0 before he tore his retina. 
Now it was Henry's son. And um, when he tore his rib in his eye, which is hard to come back from, he was able to fix it. You know, and so he was, you know, they were all smart. They were all already in, in other, doing other businesses. So he just went to work, you know, and, and got out of the box. And, you know, he would keep his eye. Yeah. You know, you know, right thing you know, to do. You know, right thing to do. And he just, and they, it's a tough decision when you're born and raised boxing, you know. I mean, that's all they did. But but they knew that, you know, they all went to school. They all did good things. And so they were, they were he was, he was, he was okay with walking away and creating something new. And now they're doing fabulous things. And, you know, then I came in, you know, and I come in, Henry Troy, Trey was on the way out, and, um... And how old were you when you, when, when you moved out here? When I moved out school? here, the months ago, I was 18, I went to Sam Houston, I was just going to school, walked out and played football. And so up to this point, you had, what was your experience in, in boxing? boxing? Uh, just, uh, backyard boxing, my uncles, my uncles, you know, they were the Golden Gloves, you know, the, the, oh. um, yeah, they had the Golden Gloves history in, in, in um, Corpus, and so... They, they push it, they get they put the gloves on us in the backyard, make us fight the neighbors, you know what I mean? But they right, wanted you right. to you know, do it properly. Right. And they try to teach me the fundamentals. But obviously my stepfather came in, he really, you know, stepped up and I, you know, and, and really taught me how to, you know, to be a man, right. really how to protect myself and my, my, my sister. And um, you know, that's always emotional because he I mean that's a tough job. I mean I can't you know, I can't thank my dad, my dad. I call him dad, you know, right. but I mean when you're coming at eight years old and you, you take this little boy who's stubborn. You know, I mean, you're that mind. Resistant, resistant. Right. You know, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this guy. Right? Yeah. Young in there, maybe he battled away. You know, and I was like, he chipped away. I don't know how he did it. I mean, he put that on the who I am. You know? No man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Still there. Still kicking it. Still doing a great job. Love him to death. Okay. But, uh, and, uh, and he, uh, Showed me some things that we just boxed, and that was all I did. And I can't, you know, that was all baseball, football. You know, yeah. it, was, it was what I enjoyed. I loved the contact, but I didn't know why I enjoyed it so much. And I did get a little bit of fighting in the middle school, you know, just you know, BS stuff. What kind of kid were you in school? I was a good kid. You know what I mean? I was, you know, the A's and B's kids. You know, the student athlete. You know what I mean? Just, just played the sports and, and did a good job. You know, um, and you know, would love to go to school. You know, what I mean, I, I wasn't gonna say I was, you know, just straight A's and the homework, but I was, you know, I did enough to obviously I love to play sports. So I wanted to have the grades, you know. So, um, were you like a jock in high school? I guess so. I guess you could yeah. say that was the jock. You know, what I mean, I was the team captain in football when I got into high school. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, I, I played the football. And, That's good. And I was better at football. Oh, I thought I was better at baseball than football, but you know, I loved the contact. I just right. loved the aggressiveness. You know, you get behind, you know, the helmet. You just, uh, you just got into it. So. Walked out of Sam Houston, that's when I came here to Huntsville. Now, I went to college, started playing. What'd you get your, uh, what were you, what were you, uh, you uh, uh, yeah, sports science and nutrition. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and the really, really recent, I was, you know, playing football. When I was getting even like nutrition, period, was my family had a long history of, you know, diabetes. My grandmother was, you know, from Mexico, and, you know, she was here in the States now with my grandfather. Obviously, we were living with them, but she was, you know, she was young. You know, and when I, now when I think about it, she was, like, in a, like 55, 56, and she was, like, oh, when I remember, she was just, she was diabetic. She was kind of in her bed, and she died when I was in, when she passed away when I was in freshman in college. She was hitting hard, but, I, you know, the whole route, even for my wife's family, we, we went into nutrition because we wanted to change, you know, our lifestyles, of, you know, how we were eating and what, how we were taking care of ourselves. Because, you know, you just can't keep doing a lot of the same things. And when you are family, you couldn't. And you inherit all those things, man, mm-hmm. from your family. Yeah, and, and so, you know, diet, everything. Everything. So when you, so you start trying to change those things, somebody has to, you know. Mm-hmm. And in my family, we didn't have a lot of, you know, nobody went to college and did those things. And it was like, how <clears throat> my family, I didn't graduate high school. You know, right. so I was like, hey, you're old, man, you go to college. When you used to talk about college, he's not going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying here. <laughs> when you left, they're like, oh, okay, he did. And then, and then my sister did. 
you know, and my sister did. And I mean, you changed the culture of what you're used to, and, and that's what it was about, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I got up to Sam Houston, walked on, and then uh, we had a fraternity that would put on a fight night. Which I was like, hey, they put on a boxing fight night? And it was like our Sigma Chi fraternity, so I was like, I'm going to sign up for that. And so I came <laughs> home after my freshman year to train at home and work a little bit, went to Corpus and trained a little bit. My dad's buddy was doing, remember the tough mans used to be around? Oh, yeah. Tough man competitions? Yeah, absolutely. And my dad, buddy doing it, and he's like, hey, you want to go train with the... And I was like, yeah, let me go out there. I'll train with him. He's like, okay, I'll let you spar with him. You know, I was in good shape. I was in football shape. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxing yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, I was like, 215. You were strong, wasn't breathing. I was like, yeah, I was not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> he probably weighed 160. And I remember, like, he was just getting out. I mean, I was fighting hard, but I was gassed. And I was like, oh, my. I ain't even close to being in shape. That's one of the coaches' <laughs> things. You know, you have all these uh, kids that come in and they play football, mm-hmm. they play baseball. I had a guy come in and play soccer, and soccer, soccer is still like running, running. Mm-hmm. but it still doesn't compare. No, 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 no it's, it's just a different. Uh, they learn. They learn. Yeah, they learn. Different. We learn, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's just, this is rough." Yeah, and, uh, we did it for a little while. Obviously, you're there for the summer, and then uh, I had a, my dad had an old friend that was I think boxed professionally, and uh, his name was Rudy. I won't remember his last name, but uh, and uh, he uh, he was. He's like, I'm going to have some fights in my garage. You should bring your son. And my dad was like, you want to go and do these fights in the garage? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Showed up, got into a fight in the garage, you know, with the boxing gloves on, but in the garage. And, right, right. And, not, and, and, and knocked, him, and not, and knocked him out, but knocked him down. You know, they cramped me the winner. I'm like, oh, that was, that was cool. Come do that again next week. You know, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we did it again next week. Had those two fights. When I walked in the second time, it was like a... 280 guy. I was like, golly. But I was about 215, so, you know, I was big. And, uh, you know, beat that guy up too, and I was like, oh, man, this is what I've always been doing. What, yeah, was so, what, what position were you? I was a linebacker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. When I was in high school, I was a middle linebacker when I got into college. If I'm going to pick a football player to be a fighter, as far as agility and having to move and burst, you yeah. know, maybe that's the best one. I'd rather a soccer player. Yeah. But yeah, we got into it, and uh, when I came home, and I walked straight into the coach's uh, random his office at the Sam Houston, and I was like, yes, coach, I think I'm done. Uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to. He's like, well, then you made the team when you're here. You know, you're fighting for a scholarship now. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to box. Really? Like, oh. Come on. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to sign up for the Sigma Chi fight night over here. I just met this guy named Felix Ramirez, and I'm going to start boxing. That's what I should be doing. And he was like, it feels like you should be doing. You should go do it. Like, now, right. now, now, did it take you? Did it take you time to to make it to come to the conclusion, or did you just? Man, it was it, it was it was it was like right when we got those two little fights in, and I was doing it. It was almost something. It, I always explained to people when I was in college. I tried to tell them like you know I'd be like shadow boxing, which now we call shadow boxing. I'd be looking in the mirror, I'd be throwing punches. <laughs> but I also, when I got into high school, I also was very aggressive on the field. But. Outside of that, I could walk away from any fight. Yeah. Anybody walk up, nothing seemed to bother me. It's like I had this discipline of a fighter mm-hmm. on the street, but right. I never really fought. I right. didn't have that, but I had this mentality from not only watching the Chavez's and just wondering how they did it, and you're growing up a boxing fan, and I was going, man, I wish I could do that. I mean, you know, how did they do that? But I always walked around with this mental thing like that I knew I could fight, yeah. protect myself, and I could really hurt somebody. 
that no matter what the case, if somebody jumped on me, it was always like, hey, man, my bad. That's yeah. what I, that, that's me. I'm that guy. Yeah, you know, they were calling me right. X name or that name. I was just like, yeah, no, that's me. Okay, whatever. Didn't bother me. Rolled right off, moved on about the business. Never got in a fight through high school. And I was like, boom, just went through it, never got in any trouble, never no controversy, could walk away from anything. But I carried this thing that I thought I could fight, and I was shining boxing in front of the mirror. I never knew why. Huh. I never knew why I did these things, you know, while I was playing football, you know? And so, so when we started getting into it and started boxing, boxing with my dad, and then we got into the fight and came here and met Felix and Henry, and I walked away from football like that because that, that made that I was like, sense. oh. That's that's crazy. That shows that you know the character of a fighter before you ever even mixed up a pair. Yeah, of and, and, and you know you always hear that term. You know you don't pick boxing, boxing, but you see yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like it's just it's, 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 it's just an interest in your character, it's yeah. how you're raised, it's who you are mentally. You right. know, you carry that. I've always carried myself that way. And so when I started, walked in, came in, went over, we went to Henry's house. Felix took me out to Henry's and. Henry was that old school trainer where he was still working in real estate. He came up and he goes, get on that double end bag. I was like, man, how am I going to hit that double end bag? I'm trying to hit the double end bag. Couldn't hit the double end bag. Man, I miss it. He's like, you stay on that thing. Every time you come work on that double end bag, I want to see you. And I'll see you next week. I was like, <laughs> and so I'd go to school, I'd come back to the gym. I'd go to school, I'd come out to the gym. What kind of training? And I'd come out and he'd come back and let me see. And I'd be hitting a little better. He's like, all right, now I'm going to start working on this jab here on this bag. You just want me to hit this jab. Yeah, as long as you work on your jab, one and fully extend it. When you take your right hand, when you cross it over in your armpit, and be able to cut shoot side, they used to carry. They used to do this. They used to carry that hand right in front of him. Roy did it a lot. He carried the hand kind of right here in front of him. And bam! You know, he throw a really pretty jab. And even Henry, he, Henry will still say, "I could never block Roy's jab. He'd bust my nose up so bad." Yeah, I never knew why I couldn't block his jab. But after that little kind of cross, they just hold it. it wasn't like a cross. They'd be here and they just. I always cross it over and cross box. Correct. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, maybe he, he leave. And see him again for a little while. I'm like, man, what is this? Yeah, he just leave there. I work on it. He come back. He's like, I'd be doing it. I'd be in that double in bag. I'd be working. And he would just, uh, he always he always said, he's like, man, you know what? I knew you are going to be really good. He's like, you listen. You listen. I didn't have to be there for you to listen. He's like, this sport is a very lonely sport. He's like, you get in there. Your job is when you sit down is to trust me and listen. Uh, and you get back in there. Which one is this? This is Henry Harris. Roy's brother. Roy's brother. He, he was. He's. He is the brains of the cut shoot organization. He is the absolute so best. If you want to, you want more history, you will love him. Because yeah. he's uh, uh, Henry. Henry. No, no, no. What was it that he said? You have to trust. You have to trust him. You have to and trust listen. And listen. You have to trust and listen. You have to listen. You have to be yeah. someone who listens. Well, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm about to tell you the other thing he was doing. <clears throat> doesn't matter your, your prowess. Doesn't matter your ability. Doesn't matter none of that. If you weren't going to be there when he got back, it's not for you it's anyway. Not yeah. No matter how good you are. So, mm-hmm. what the man was doing, Mr. Henry, mm-hmm. Was not wasting his time. Yeah. And 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 Alfonso yeah. showed him rather yeah. than telling I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that yeah. that's missing <coughs> in the sport. It's missing in the sport. A lot of trainers they they, they see that ability and it's it, it's almost like a uh, some and, and I went through it as a young trainer. Uh it's almost that carrots dangling. Right there, right? And as a trainer, you're like, man, if I, you know, you have different guys who, who put, let's say the guys who showed you the work, but they just don't 
is not there, right? And so they'll have a certain amount of success, and then that's it. And, and, and the trainers sit there and go, man, if I had a kid that was just this or just that. And so then that kid walks in. But see, that's physical. Yeah. That doesn't matter, man. If the physical doesn't match the drive, yeah. I call it drive and character, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, man. And and that's the genius in the old school trainers, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm, and I like what you just said, it's a lonely sport. Mm -hmm. Dude. I can highlight you from the corner what to do and, 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 and try to freshen you up and remind you, but then you back out of that. You back by yourself, man. And, uh, ah, man, I love yeah. to hear this, man. Yeah, yeah. Henry was a he's super genius. Uh, you know, I tell you, I tell you, I've learned everything from him. And we, and we always, he'd take me everywhere. You know, we would just go when I started, even, you know, in amateurs, we would just drive this barn, you know. And, and he wanted to, when he saw that I was listening very well and he knew that I was taking center, obviously he saw potential, but he was, you know, he was, he started from the ground up. I was throwing jabs and throwing jabs and we attempted a lot of straight punches and everybody asked me, you got a lot of straight punches. I said, yeah, we don't work on a lot of combination stuff. It was, it was lots of jabs, lots of straight right. We throw a hook in there. We have to step back with the angle this way and that way, but everything was right in front of me. Now, he wanted my hands just right here in front of me. He didn't want them down here. Now, as I created my own style. He didn't come and say, like, keep your hands right here. He, he let me develop my own being, which obviously came from my history of watching. I can do anything. You know, I can emulate who we emulate, but who we, you know, we want to be like, right? You know, you wish you, but, you know, you're, you're still you, and you have to be able to put your hands in the right position eventually. And so he always, if you can punch from right here, make sure your hands are here. Surely he understood. And so he was going to develop you. You. He just gave me the right ways of punching and snapping my hips and whipping my punches out there and pushing my punches. And that was a long time. Throw me back on that double end bag. You know, when I got a little better, let the punches come off straight. I remember some brutals and he would he just let me just punch straight the whole time. He never removed his hands. Anyway, it was a, it was so tough. I was like, God, this is rough. You know, but <coughs> he took it, and I was like, I'm getting better. We just started driving everywhere for sparring. So this was when, you know, you started training with him when you were 18. Mm -hmm. 18, 19. Oh, that's what, I was probably about 19. Because what really would happen, honestly, if we wanted to go in order, when I got there, remember 2001, we had September 11th, where I was already working in there. Felix Ramirez, obviously, was uh, Henry's right-hand man, which, you know, Felix was so. Felix was a young guy doing, you know, there almost at the time for us and, you know, running the fight nights and coordinating things. Felix is a Marine. 9-11 happened. Felix leaves. Mm. Henry's, you know, staying busy. But now 9-11 is happening. Felix is, you know, shipped off. And, um, and so now, really, we are on our own. You know, Henry would come out. Like I said, that was part of the story. What I didn't really mention is Henry would come in. He'd give us a couple of things. He had lots of things he had going on. And, and now Felix really wasn't there. And so now we're just working on things by ourselves. You know, you know me, uh, Alicio Castaneda was in there. as an old pro. Um... He was doing things with me, and, and we were just we were just banging away, getting after it. Uh, but we had 9-11, we had that little time frame of a little bit of a gap. So we were 19, 20. And when Felix got back, that's when we kind of, he got back, and he seen, even Bishop, he got back from his deployment, and so he's like, you guys are still getting after us. I mean, we've still been here. We are still, we still been getting after it. And, uh, and so <coughs> then from there, that's when he's like, well, sign for the Gold Coast. Like, so this is that's when you that started competing. Yeah, and then I started competing, which was now it was probably two thousand. I'm gonna get these years right. Maybe two thousand three when I really just then was gonna start fighting. And so now I'm like eight, I'm about nineteen twenty years old now. And uh, I'll take that back. I was twenty twenty one. I was yeah, you know, I was already twenty twenty one. And so we, we just went around right the Golden Gloves and uh, signed up open class. I had like two fights. 
Yeah, I did two fight nights and then and I that, signed and up. And that, that goes with the Houston Golden Gloves? Houston Golden Gloves. Signed up and I uh, remember having to fight a, um, what was, uh, Josh, I was just heavy. You know, what weight did you fight amateur? Uh, light heavy. Yeah, oh. 178. Um, so, uh, oh, um, Don Mouton. Don Mouton. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. just pro for a little while. Don Mouton, he was a man. <coughs> and I got, I got in there with him right off the bat, you know. I actually had fought him in Savannah's. Man, I actually fought him in Savannah's and was in a really rough fight with him, like my third amateur fight. And he beat me in Savannah's gym at that just a show. And then we ended up, then we ended up fighting the Golden Gloves and fighting again. I beat him. That's what got me to state. And then it was kind of one thing I just repeated again the next year. It wasn't I started, you know, getting a little confidence and fighting a little bit, learning more and getting more comfortable with my style. How many, how many, how many Golden Gloves did you end up winning? Two, two, yeah, yeah, oh five, oh six, and those uh, at state, mm-hmm. nice, yeah. So I won regional and state, oh five, oh six. You know, I went to nationals both years. The second year nationals was a little bit tough for me because I was so prepared. I finally thought I was in really good shape, and I went to spar with Felix Cora down in Galveston, yeah. and he hit me with his body shot and broke a rib. And I was like, eh. and I, you know, me, I'm, I'm fighter, I'm stubborn, I'm hard headed. Slattered up some old, uh, Henry, Henry had some old greasy just stuff that would take the pain away, it's stung, get real red. And I just kept rubbing it on there and trying to heal for the week. Went out to, flew out to uh, um, uh, Ohio, I think was the word. No, where's uh, Buddy Crawford from? Uh, Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. We went up there and uh, um, I said, Rolling Bells were, and I just slattered up and I would leave my shirt halfway on when I see the doctor. It has nasty bruises, actually. And, uh, <laughs> I made it, I made it through like two rounds. Well, the first round of my first fight, I would have been okay. I was like, man, I'm doing good. I'm like a body. You know, well, the guy lifts me up and slams me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my side. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was hurting. And I win that fight, get to the second fight. And I win that fight. And the third fight, I was fighting Bear Richardson. Bear Richardson was Nassim Richardson's son. He was good. He was yeah. long. He was tall. And I was like, man, and I was just in a lot of pain. Made the weight fine because it was not it wasn't really rough for me. But when I got into it, bear was just good, and I was I was limited. And he hit me like three or four times right on my ribs. I, like, mm. I lost the decision to him. But uh, it was it, <coughs> yeah, it, it's I went in there and battled away as best as I could. But it, it was, was it was so a broken rib. It was it was fractured. It was yeah. It was Listen, awesome. uh, I, I I I was in there screwing around sparring one time and I got hit and I it was a bruised rib. Yeah, I damn near I collapsed, fell over the ring. I wanted an ambulance. Yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die, and that was just a bruise rib. Yeah. Let alone your fight now. You could not breathe. This is how I know. This is how I know exactly. I'm doing what I'm supposed yeah. to do when yeah. it comes to boxing, because I've had a broke rib, nothing to do with fighting, and there is no way in hell I'm finna get in the ring with yeah. a broken rib, man. Let alone win a couple of fights. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's you know. Yeah. Was, I recognize it. It, it. it was. Uh, it was. It was not easy. It, it hurt to breathe. Yeah. Like you said, it, 
You can't yeah, breathe. Can't you breathe. can't. No, oh, let alone. Breathe. Barely can move, honestly. Yeah. The first days were the first worst. Like, yeah, I had a good week. Yeah. I would just remember, man, I earned this national championship, you know, this trip. And, you know, we went through all this hard work. We're going to <laughs> just suck it up. And we just didn't do nothing for the week and flew out the team. And, you know, did the best I could. Yeah. You know. how, how much do you believe, uh, this is interesting to me, how you started in, in, in agency. How much do you believe your age, the late start, helped as far as the fast track? Yeah, I think that the uh, being older, as it uh, starting older, starting later, and, you know, as, as a as a fully grown you know man, young man, right? Um, I I I think it's a, it's a huge difference in in not only longevity but just in just in overall health. And, and physicality of your body. Though I was an athlete, and yeah, I bang, got banged up in football, and I had some injuries. Yeah, so not getting hit in the head. Football is not getting hit every day. We're not in here sparring, and someone's saying, how many rounds y'all spar? I was like, no, when I'm at the peak, I'm, I'm, I'm sparring close to 30 rounds a week. Right. You know what I mean? Some days are lighter than others. Some days are really rough. It depends on what you need. You know right. what you got going on, but um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's tough, you know? And, it, it's, it's, and so imagine if I had been doing eight from eight, to 18. See, right? we, 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 we learn to fight as kids and all that, uh, uh, the entire family. Yeah. And uh, coming from a boxing uh, family. Yeah, and being a trainer, I, I've been a trainer now it's 20 years, 21, two years. Yeah. And I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly learning like everyone. Yeah. And, and I'm, not that I'm saying a kid shouldn't get involved as, you know, Pee Wee. Sure. But man, I, I'm starting to lean a little more now. 18 is, like you said, late. Mm -hmm. But, you know, somewhere around that 14, 15, 16, yeah. you know, because you have the maturity, mm -hmm. the, 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 the mindset, if you're going to do it or not. Yeah. I'm, you were certain at 18, 19 years oh, old. Yeah. I walked yeah. away from a scholarship. That's yeah. something completely different. Yeah. That's how certain yeah. you were. That, that, but I think these young kids, part. I think these young kids, you bring these, I, I think of it in, <clears throat> in terms of my boys. Uh, what are you going to do if your son come to me and says, I don't want to play football anymore, I want to box? I'm going to try to deter him from it. Yeah. He's in a situation. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's, he's in a situation. I mean, but once he becomes 18 <laughs> and he says he's going to box, you know, well, then I'm going to see to it that he can fight the best he can and, and surround him with the best people. But but I look at him now and be like, if he catches the bug for fighting, he's a dual athlete, football player, uh -huh. and, and, and basketball player, and they're paying for him to go down here to Kincaid and Memorial. No. Prep school, awesome. As a freshman, he yeah. started that. Hey, I mean, he's a great athlete. Yeah, he's we the same. He's six one, not fifteen. Uh, well, one hundred fifty pounds, and and they got him on the weights and yeah. developing his, yeah. his. If I didn't know him and he walked in the gym wanting to be a fighter, oh, forget about it. Y'all, y'all in trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but I'm 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 evolving. Yeah. And at late, what what we were taught was yeah. late starting. You know, because then I also look at some of my fighters that I've been with for years or been around, and, and they started at eight, and and you know by fifteen, fourteen they burnt out, man. Right. They looking at the little girls and and uh, whatever the case yeah. may be, which is which is normal. It's yeah. absolutely normal. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about it, and you say, well, man, if this kid, the same driven kid with the ability and the the, the understanding, would have started now, yeah. no telling. You know, I, I, I'm 
just talking about. I don't know what's yeah, it's all right, different. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of world champions and stuff when they eat, and they still kicking. You know, yeah. but uh, well, you look at it. You look at Mayweather did it really young. Yeah. Obviously, right. if you look at his career path, right? I mean, he didn't have to. Until the he fought at his best when he you know obviously he got that huge contract and he consistently fought. Imagine when now when he didn't fight as sharp as he did when he was kind of like two fights a year. But when right. I gave him that guy these many fights in a year, you saw that he stayed in the gym consistently. Right. And you saw a different performance from him every fight on that yeah. last stretch, in my opinion. But when he was kind of just like yeah. one time, wait a whole other year, fight another time, you could tell there was a lot of skip time in there. He wasn't as sharp. Man, when he, when he got that contract, then maybe, I don't know how many fights it was that he had to get in, and he just knocked them all out. Yeah. He was bad. I mean, I mean he, everything was rolling. It's, it, it's, man, it's just sport. We, we, yeah. don't, we don't have a season. Yeah. Uh, it's so self driven, man. Back to your training. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lonely, uh, you know, and there's that. My guy here, yeah. I've been, I've had him for a year now, and 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 we're just about to get a fight. Yeah. And and I, this kid has eight fights. Yeah. I know he's ready to fight, but switching, tra- you know. Yeah. I'm gonna fight you when I'm comfortable. Yeah. Right. And 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 then you try to fight things and whatever, but it's 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 a lonely. It can be lonely. Yeah. That's that's why I think that relationship is important too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, between yeah. that trainer and that guy, you exactly. you had to know that when. Henry left, he was gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. I look at you and say, oh, okay, and give you something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and and that you could use your drive, but I'm sure the 18, 19 years old made a difference too. Yeah. You knew you wanted to fight, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh burnout's a bitch. It's a it's a lot of junk. It is a lot, and it's a lot, it's a, and it's, and it's in all sports. You know? Yeah. Like my kids play softball, my daughter plays softball, my son plays uh, baseball. Uh, he's nine. He's been playing baseball since he was four. You know, and you're like, everybody's like, man, I play a lot. I travel everywhere. Well, my daughter did too. She's already five. She's playing at the elite, an elite level. She travels the world. And she had more, you know, states and around the world more than I have playing softball than, you know, I did boxing. So it's a, but I mean, she can get burnt out. I was like, I know it's up to her, but there is a lot of, you know, like you said, there's no off season in boxing. And there are sports that are really good off season. They can yeah. take some time off. They can, you know, they can do a couple things. Do the family time. vacation and get back to spring training. Yeah, 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 yeah they have a lot of time off, but in boxing there isn't enough. You know, so you get to push that right age. I think, I honestly think, the older they get, it's it's better for. Them. I think it, I just think that you know I think there's a little more brain development. That was there. the question. I was, a little, I, little I, more brain development. You let the kid develop at 14, 15. Whether well, if you start at 12, 13, that means you hit <coughs> in the head. You can just start the fundamentals. You know, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the head, it's moving, moving. And you have a uh, like you said, developed uh, brain as far as their thinking, but also. Uh, coordination, everything is who they are. Yeah. Now you know what you're working with. You got their balance, they're kind of right. going into their bodies, you know, they're not going through growth spurts that you're making. And if, they, and, then, and if they're going to fight, you'll know, you yeah. know a year yeah. in. Know Otherwise, they'll be, you know, going to the next step. So it turns into, I think, I think it's important. I think, I think it is. And I think as, uh, I mean, you see some of these, you know, you know, I mean, you can start young, yes, and they're highly advanced when they're starting age right. and they get to re- being really good at 20 and, you know, then they're done at 30. Okay. okay. I mean, you can, that, they had the discipline to get that done, but just how, how much wear and tear, I mean, what's 30 to 40 going to look like? What's 40 to 50 going to look like for them? Compared to, and, and I haven't seen that research, I don't even know if that research is being done, or whether you have a fighter who starts at 20 and, you know, goes to 40, right. then what does his 50 and 60 years look like? And there's so many, there's so many different variables yeah. of, of that individual yeah. that it matters. But I, 
like I said, I'm learning that it evolves. I'm thinking, I like I'm thinking that late start. Well, we used to consider right. a late start. Yeah. May not be a late start no more. No. Uh, because you, you may have a kid who starts at eight, six. And most eight-year-olds started at six. Mm-hmm. You know, they start competing at eight. And they go win everything yeah. before 12. They, they don't want every level of amateur yeah. boxing they can. And yeah. guess what? You know, they may never say it, but they the actions are showing they don't wanna they don't wanna do it no more. But and 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 and, and then there's the ones that'll keep going to the like you said. But it's all evolving. Facebook, Instagram, you are watching so boxing podcast. We have Alfonso Lopez Rotigi in the house. We're talking about his amateur career. A little about cut and shoot. Yeah, started at age eighteen. We got Robert Revin in the house, special Co-hosting. Um, one quick question before we go, we start moving into pros. Did you get Did you get any slack from the family when you uh, when you quit football? Uh, not really. No. no. You know. Um, no. But you my parents were. You stayed in school, right? I stayed in school. Yeah. I graduated college. Graduated. I went through it. I bought. I mean, I worked a part-time job at uh, TDC on the weekends. You know, which kind of limited me participating in more amateur events. You know, I just trained during the week. I went to work Saturday and Sunday. I married. You know. My wife at 20, you know, oh. so I mean, we were both in college and determined to finish and, and, and you know, and I had a, my, you know, baby girls, I mean, I wasn't even done with school when she, when she was born, so, um, and, you know, my wife worked through it, we took the baby to school, she got her master's, I got my bachelor's, yes. and then, um, you know, I decided to turn pro, and I fought, you know, obviously, and this, 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 I even got, you know, when I won the USA National Championships and, and lost to Christopher Downs in the, and got a silver medal, I was ranked number two in the country, and I was getting a little stipend from USA Boxing, so that was, you know, that was helping me get through college also, and so that was, it was a what, neat deal. What age was this at, the, when you... USA Boxing? Yeah, yeah I was still in college, so I was like 20, 21, 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And then, so, uh, after you did that, how, how many, how many, how many amateur fights did you have total before you turned pro? Uh, I think I was like 25 total. Yeah, I didn't have very many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have very many at all. But uh, I, like I said, I was working the weekends to support my family. I was in school. I was determined to make boxing work, but I also knew that I wanted to finish school. I wanted to graduate, you know, college. And so I did 2006, graduated from University of Houston, and um, turned pro in 2007. Nice. Yeah. So you got your degree, then you turned pro. Yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> Tell us about your pro career. I mean, it started very similar. You know, I was, you know, uh, got right into it. Turned pro in my first show. Uh, Holyfield was doing a uh, uh, his comeback fight. He was fight- I won't remember who he was fighting, but it was in Corpus Christi. Uh-huh. And uh, and since I was from Corpus Christi, we you know we were contacted by uh, I think Main Events was putting it on. I'm, I won't remember. I'm probably wrong, but uh, they were <coughs> they were taking Holyfield to Corpus. We reached out, and they knew we, were, we found they were, we were from Corpus, and so we got in the undercard. Maybe a pro debut in Corpus on a Holyfield undercard, and uh, you're just kind of like, you know, man, talk about like easing into things. And I was like, <laughs> and then you, the matchmakers call. Almost like, to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> stage, and they're like, that's your pro debut, and now you're on these lights, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna get a lot of things to handle, and uh, and uh, and then the other part was, and then they gave you a point that had like 15 fights, and I was like. And for me, I, I was green, right? I was like, green is great. Twenty five. Henry was like, uh, we can fight anybody. Henry yeah. had that. He believed in me. He's like, you, you can beat anybody. We're gonna go in here, no matter how many fights you got. He's got several losses. He can be beat, and you can beat him. And I was like, 
Okay, you know, well, that's fine. And Bonnie Joe McGee, I'll never forget his name because he was a tough son of a gun. Yeah, he fought Adonis Stevenson. He fought lots of guys before he fought him. And uh, so he got in there, and you know, it was uh, it, he was he was he was tough. He was hard headed. He stayed in my face, and I was just that young, like that tiger. I was throwing lots of punches, and I was going way too fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was I mean, like, how many rounds? <laughs> it went all four. It was a four rounder. It went all four. You know, um, I see some clips on YouTube every now and then. The very first one, I remember being super excited, but I remember being cut. And here's what I got. So not only did the process of my amateur career go really fast, when I made my pro debut, I get into this fight with a guy with tons of experience. He'd been in the ring several times. He was in a, wasn't just as green as me. He had more probably more relaxed than I was going in. Right. It's on a big stage, and then I'm cut in the first round right between the eyes. Bam! With a massive headbutt. And the uh, referee is saying that I was hit by a punch. And so Henry Jeez. is great with cuts, though. Henry is amazing. I mean, he talks about how everything he tries to teach me. I haven't worked on anybody with it, but, you know, I, he tells me how to do it. And I'm, I'm gassed. I mean, it's big. You actually can see the scar. We look close. And uh, Henry gets in there, and he gets on it. And he gets it shut down. Doctor comes yeah, over. Yeah, you can see it's a big one. And, uh, and I'm bleeding profusely down my face. And I'm like, man, he gets it. He gets on there. So now I'm learning how to do it. A cut and blood in my eyes. And... First then, fight out. First fight out. Never, never, never been cut. Didn't know it was gonna be like to be cut. You get the bloody noses. You know, I do those things. Yeah. Now you're cutting. You're in bleeding, and you're wiping your eyes, and you're trying to fight fast. And now I'm just so I get done with that four rounder, and I went on the decision. Nearly had the guy out of there in the fourth round, but I went a decision. And uh, I remember going like, man, well, that's about three or four years of experience right there in that yeah. one fight. And he goes, yeah, you got cut, boy. You're gonna go get stitches now. You're gonna get all the experience. So we got, we got the stitches, took care of it. And it was just running from there. It was, it was finding those. Obviously, we didn't have a uh, contract with anybody. We were we were the guy. We were the kid that was you know coming up from Texas. You know that was just you know did very good in the amateurs. Had a good amateur career, but but was gonna have to do it himself. You remember that? Uh, you remember that eighties movie uh, Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone? Huh? Oh, yeah. Over the top. Yeah. 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 So right. That's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. You have the coolest demeanor. I mean, everything about you, and even, you know, the, what you shared earlier as far as you could be out in the streets and sh- you could let shit yeah. slide right off yeah. of you. What happens when that bell rings and you're in there? Yeah. Because it's a violent fucking sport. Yeah, you man. can't be cool. I mean, you can you be, be cool. yeah, you're supposed to be cool. Yeah. And collect your degree. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the fucking day, you have an objective. You have an objective. Right? You're in there to hurt you can't be. You can't be and friendly. He, so yeah. what yeah. happens? For me, yeah, the hat turns. Does it? I walk out in the hat, the hat, the hat, the hat flips, and then you're, 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 uh, you're, 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 everybody goes, hey, you're a mean motherfucker, <laughs> you know, and and you know that's how you feel, whether you're in sparring or you're in in, yeah. in a real fight, you know. I mean, um, I walk in, I smile, I say hi yeah. to everybody, I shake everybody's hand, and when I get done, I'm gonna tell you everything that I thought I did, and if you have any questions about what I did that was that took something away that you were having trouble with, I'm gonna tell you. Man, this is what I was doing. Every time you start, every time that you were about to start, you stopped. And I decided, I stepped to the side, then I attacked. Mm-hmm. Or every time you were going to punch, you stopped, I walked off, and it just didn't let you get going. Because you, you're wondering why you couldn't get going. Well, you, because every time you stopped your feet, I walked off. Mm-hmm. And so then before you started, you're going like, you could never start. And then you're wondering, well, what? Why did I ever get off on you? I'm going, well, because every time you stopped your feet, I walked off. And when I walked off and you went to follow me, I jumped back on you. Mm-hmm. Now you're not ready. And I fought you like that the whole round. And then the next time I went back, I, I kind of let you, then I just skip back and I let you fall short. And I skip back and let you fall short and I would attack you then. And I would give them, I'm like Henry, you know, I, I want, I want people to get better. Right. You know, if I don't ever get to where I would love to get to, 
I'm gonna give every fighter everything that Henry's given me, and I'm gonna give it. To, I'm gonna give it to the, to these kids that are coming up, and that's why I love to work with young kids, little kids, kids that don't even want to fight. My personal clients that just want to do it for fitness. I teach them like they're about to get in the ring next right. week, and they're going like, "Why are we doing all these things? Is the way you're doing this because if I were to punch you, you know, it could be a, a female, it could be a business owner." And he's going like, "I'm not fighting next week. I don't care. That's how I teach. Right. This is the fun side. You right. want to, when you watch boxing this weekend, you're gonna, you're gonna go like, ah, yeah. that's a, that's what they're telling me. That's what they're doing. I was like, okay. and then I was like, and then we do that type of girls, and I got, and I, this you're gonna see this as I'm resting and rolling and we're hugging. Go ahead, start pushing me." Come on, push me. And I was like, we're bumping and working. I'm grabbing our arms. They're up with her. And we're huffing and puffing. And Ty's like, hey, well, what are you doing? I thought this was rest time. But now there ain't no rest here. You're not letting me. I was like, exactly. So the next time, you watch a boxing on TV. And you keep criticizing that fighter for grabbing a guy because he's just hugging or resting. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not trying to say that at some points we are we are tired or we are hurt. And we are grabbing. Absolutely. Most of the time, it's strategy. And so... Uh, I like to share that. I share it with everybody. It's, it's fun. I enjoy it. I mean, I have a great time teaching it. And but I, but it's back to the time. I got a little off track, but I, you know, I turn it on, and, and when I get going, I get going. And it's, you know, it is. Uh, but you, you're aware of that. I'm aware of that. I know when to turn it on. And I can find. I found myself from teaching to boxing to coaching that sometimes when I get in there, I'll, I'll be in a, a coaching mindset, and, and you can tell the difference. You're like kind of a little bit pushier, you're, you know, you're kind of like, you're working on things, and you're kind of not really going and snapping, but Henry will be there. Henry never, Henry, eight years old, knee surgery, never missed a sparring. Now, now, I mean, I got Felix at the gym with me, and I'm off time. I, I, don't, I still go a lot on my own, right? I'm still there a lot on my own. And, um, but Henry doesn't miss sparring, because Henry, when I come back, we're all like the same where we understand the fighter, you know, each other I come back and he says like this and, you know, I think this is there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's there. And you work on it. Or, hey, you're doing this. Like, your your, your right hand is going here before it starts. Or your, you know, inside. Ah, okay, got it. And he'll always be there. He never, never missed it. But he'll also be there when I'm going through the motions. Uh, and he's like, hey, dude. Snap the fuck out of it. Like, punch, snap your punches. You're just pushing them. You're just kind of throwing them out there. Oh, and when you hear his tone of voice as a trainer, now who like father figure, you're like, ooh, it's go time. And you got to have that. You know, he's, the, your trainer has got to know how to touch you that way right. and like really hit you deep. Um, and, uh, and and it's a feeling that you just, you can't describe. You're like, oh, and it's like, it's almost like you don't want to let them down. You know, but they know also like, hey, man, you, you got to turn on. You got to change it up. And then you go a little harder. Okay, come back again. And he was, you know, it was like, hey, you see how that that's gonna work because you know you're not just reaching out there and touching. You're actually hitting through them and you're snapping. Mm-hmm. And that was easier, right? And I'm like, yeah, my heart rate isn't even high that time. You know, and so you gotta have those guys there. And you gotta understand each other. And yeah, you know, <coughs> you, know, it's, 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 you know, I enjoy it. It's great. But yeah, you flip the switch when you're in there, and when you flip the switch and it's game on, it's just game on. You know, when I walk out. So just light switches back off. And I go to the ballpark and I watch my little girl, my son play, and I saw all the fans get crazy. And the umpire was even one time I made a comment like one time at a ball game. And I was in the dugout and they threw me out of the game and I was like, man, the umpire legitimately said, I'm not out here to cheat the kids. And my comment was, Nobody said you were. Right. Out of here. 
Well, and I was like, wow. Dang, all right. You know, <laughs> I got out. I'm standing there, minding my business, still coaching from outside. And then at the end, one of the parents comes up to me. Ball game's over. My kid's seen who's in the championship. And he's like, man, what happened? What, why were you outside? And I was like, oh, he kicked me out. <laughs> well, I wasn't doing it intentionally. I just, I pointed. He said, who kicked you? He said, who kicked you? He did. Who kicked you? I said, oh, he had kicked me out for telling them. You know, that I, because I made the comment, you he weren't was, trying to, yeah. yeah, you weren't trying to, nobody said that you were trying to, you know, cheat yeah. kids. And man, that uncle walked straight up to me, just ready to go. And I was like, he's like, and my total demeanor, the light switch off was, he's like, you talking about me? You say something to me? He came right up to me, like bowed up. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I was just telling the story where you kicked me out. Mm-hmm. He's like, you all right? And he's like, oh, I thought you were talking about me. And I was like, no, I was just having the story why you threw me out for what I said. I'm, hey, we appreciate everything y'all do out here. Mm-hmm. I know stuff. I think it's a bad call and it's not easy. And everybody was like, dang, how did you do that? And I was like, did y'all even find that? Like, they were like, that was Remotely like threatening? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, see, I took it as no threat. Everybody else that was on the outside was like, dude, like, I mean, he, I, I thought he was going to get on you. And I was like, man, did y'all saw it that way? I was kind of like, I didn't even see it as a threat. I was like, hey, man, I'm, my, my mom is... You, Where, you, go ahead. Yeah, just a, a side reference because of situations like that. Yeah. And, and you, with, with the average guy, I don't know, uh, the average head of a household, right? The tough guy of the household. You know, if you ask them, you know, and he's the bad, he's the one, you know, he might have been in four fights in his life. Yeah. Of age where you can get hurt. You know, and 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 he fights thirty rounds a, a week right. in camp. That's the difference. These guys, are, uh, because at the end of the day, we're animals. So he tried to do his best. Case you and 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 when you don't, you didn't recognize the threat because there weren't one. Yeah. Right? Had he swung or something, nah. you'd have seen the difference. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, 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 and that's what I tell people. How you how you know when a guy can fight versus he can't fight? Seen the guy who just hit him once and it was over with? That's the guy that could fight and he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. So, emotions in check. There was no need for you to get emotional yeah. about Where it. did you see that from? Who influenced, who, who influenced your life like that? That, that way? That's it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, you learned that. You learn you learned how to control those things. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I controlled them after high school. I think um, I, had, I, I would have to credit that to my stepfather. You know, yeah. It was always, listen, you don't, you don't ever cause any any trouble. You don't ever pick any fights. You know, now if someone shoves you or hits you or, or does anything. Then Did you ever see him? Get into any conversations? Not any conversations, but control it. No, I never did. Um, yeah, um, no, I never, never, never probably in an instance. Because he coached me. Even when I was playing baseball, he was there. But he was already so calm. Yeah. You know, he'd tell me the stories about boxing and what he did. But he was... He always had this really calm demeanor to him. No matter what, he didn't get real loud with us. You know, now if you were, um, you never got out of check. I mean, he, you know, you knew he was angry. You know what I mean? But he always has a real calm demeanor to him. And I think I had to stole it from him because he, right. yeah, he, that's how he was. Yeah. Now he knew when he was. We wrestled, we fought, we, we did a lot when we were growing yeah. up. You know, um, and he, you know, he, he, you know, he grappled me all the time. But he never, you know, the, you know, I have a story where I think I lied as blatantly to his face, and he knew. And the only time that he probably lost it, and I was, you know, in high school term, you know, age, and he, he, he backed out, he hit me, wham, I mean, like, wham, like, you know, and, um, you know, and I was like, hmm, 
And then I knew where, then I had learned how to check it. I knew I was wrong, I knew I was lying. I just sucked the blood in my mouth, stared him in the eyes and said, yes, sir. It didn't turn into a fight. It didn't turn into anything. I knew I was out of line and I knew that, you know, there was something I shouldn't have been doing. Man, and I just, you know, I take it like a man, you know, you just took it, you know, and, and he was upset and he kind of lost it there. And then, you know, he'd come back later and apologize. But what are you apologizing for? I was the one that, in my fault, I was wrong, I was lying and I apologized. You trust me to do one thing and I did something else. And, you know, I can, I can deal with that. And so, but I think I learned it from him and it just it was established from him to just, you know, never be the guy that's out there looking for trouble or trying to cause trouble. Walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, be the, it's, it's okay to be the bigger guy that walks away. Yeah. You know, that's you know, the pulling of the phone. You know, yeah. And if you're, if you're, you know, then when someone's swinging on you and there's some violent situation going on, then you know, you'll know how to then when to protect yourself. And I, it has to be from him, mm-hmm. you know, because it just, that's, it was always instilled from him to, you know, never start anything unless it's, you know, put upon you. And even in the little, when I talk about, he instilled that very early in me. And when I fought, when I talk about, I got those little junior high scuffles, I really didn't start them. Right. Honestly, I was legitimately hit first and then fought back, yeah. you know. Defending yourself. Defending myself. And, yeah. um, and so when I went home, when I walked home, going like, hmm, I'm going to show up. school. <laughs> what happened? Tell them a story. You call a school call them. Is that out there? Yeah, right. yeah, right. Okay, anyway, that was it. You know, and so and so that was obviously then that was that trust. That was like, okay, he really, I didn't come to be out. He told me not to start it. You know, he believed what I said, and so that was a, it was a trusting for him. Okay. So switching, I just want to know how did you get started with LT Great Promotion? Oh man, well, like I said, when we went back to earlier in the career, you know, when you're coming up as a young fighter that's unsigned. I was jumping on the local shows. I was looking for that local promoter that was putting on the shows, making a phone call, selling the tickets. I was like, how many we can do this? Or I can do that. And you're trying to jump on shows. And I jumped on shows randomly until I was 20 and 0. And when I got to 20, I built my career to 20 and 0. And how old were you when you were 20 and 0? Uh, 26, 20 or 20. I'm probably 27, 28, I think. You know what I mean? So I'm, cool. I'm just horrible with, you know, that's years and stuff. But I was older. I was I was closer to 27, 28 years old because that's when I got the call to fight. It was 2011. It was 2011. So, yeah, I was a lot younger. I was 26, 27. Um, that top rank called to fight Tyler, you know, to fight Kelly Ballard. Now you're 20 and 0. You won Texas title. You won WC Continental America's belt, 168. Just kind of easing into 6 and 8 and feeling comfortable. Um... And they called and they offered us the opportunity. And all our mindsets, I was like, man, another year of experience would probably serve me well to go and fight the middle, you know, undisputed middleweight world champion. And they were like, but this is an opportunity that you just, I mean, either you want it or you don't. And I was like, well, when have I ever done anything to easy? So I went, let's go do it. You know, and so, you know, we, we, we took it and uh, we went into it and, um, and obviously, you know, the history there, you know, with the fight, how it turned out, you know, he is who he is. I always said it when I was there, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into, but I didn't handle the, I didn't handle, if I knew what I knew now, totally different fight. Right. But I don't, I didn't then. And so I fought a little harder in spots and I couldn't relax in spots and, you know, he run me fast in spots. He did what I would now do to somebody who was fighting me fast, you know, and he made me, and he gassed me and he got me. And, you know, it was close. It was a close fight. But, you know, he was the, he's undefeated middleweight world champion, you know, it's top rank and the other guy. So, anyhow, you know, back to the question, I, I did that for a while. Came back home, lost that fight, you know, and it was, we started our own promotion. Initially, it was a CNS promotions, and it was Henry's boys kind of, you know, 
got behind me, like, you know, we're gonna do this, we're just, we're just promoting ourselves, so I took a show to Corpus, put a show on there, we did fabulous, like, 8,000 people in Corpus, and it was a good turnout, we fought Michael, the late Michael Walker, um, you know, we fought him, and then, uh, you know, we did that one show, and then, uh, main event's called Officers to Fight Diane Davis, so then the promotional company's like, oh, good, here's another opportunity that we kind of just let that promotional license expire, fought Diane Davis, and then, um, and, that, and at the point at that time, I was already having some issues with my elbows and some bone, um, bone chips. Fought Di Davis, and I just kind of went in with the wrong game plan. I expected him to be real aggressive, and I worked on the boxing and counterpunching and moving and just keeping him off balance with timing. And he came in with the same style, and I ended up, we were like, mm, we're going to look at each other all day now. <laughs> you know? and, and I just, and then the timing never came out until like round 10. You know, like, no one slapped me. Everybody was like, dude, you just, if you can just do this, or you can just get, fake them harder or do this, and try, I mean, get them to commit. Well, because 12 weeks, you, that's all we talked about was doing. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get this guy to make a lot of mistakes, and, and, he, and he wasn't. He was waiting for me to make the mistakes, and it turned into a, you know, a, a crappy fight. You know, chess master is just as boring. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not afraid to say it was boring. It was boring. I mean, there's no punch. I can't even watch these damn things. I'm like, you ever seen it? Like, I don't think I've seen it. that fight. Like, I can't watch I've seen that. that no, it's horrible. It's not a fight. It's it's right. it's 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 it. It. <laughs> but uh, it turned in that way, like, round 9 or 10 or something like that. I ended up just going because I, I looked out and I watched like, you got to go. And so I was like, oh. So in round 10, I remember I remember Ooh, that. So my wife. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up jumping on him a little bit and trying to work on the inside. But he was smart. He grabbed me. I mean, we just turned into, you know, just me pushing him. Maybe one round or two, but I don't even think I did. But anyway, lost that. And uh, and I was just kind of burnt. You know, it was a long camp. And uh, and we took ended up taking a, a kind of coming back. And I ended up taking, they ended up don't get me another fight in Corpus that I didn't really want. And this is the side that a lot of people don't know. Is I just got back from that. And like three weeks later, they throwing me back in there. And I was like, dude, I really don't want to be fighting. I'm burnt. Like, Mentally, I'm done. I thought I overtrained for the Diet Davis fight. I was in there for a long time, and I'm, I'm exhausted. But I did. It's in Corpus. You know, it's, in, it's just let's just get done. And I was like, man, not nah, the one thing. I I, I, re, not, I guess I regret taking it because I wouldn't. The guy it was it was it was, it was against nobody, and I was I was being arrogant. I wasn't preparing properly. I was just resting the elbows and tired in the gym and. Wasn't training properly and got into a fight with a guy, and then the fight was at sixty five. Well, I just made sixty eight three weeks ago. Now you're making a contract at sixty five, oh, and then I couldn't make. I, I, I couldn't. I barely made it. I was just like dead. And when I got in the fight, everything got hit with hurt, and I was like, God, man, it was the first time I was ever knocked down in a fight. And so, an experience. If you want to know, never. I mean, you talk about never underestimate opponent, right. and then never disrespect the sport. Because it will, it will bite you. Like, you hey, and we all we all pull weight. We all do things you know that, that we think we can get away with. But man, you'll feel it. You, uh, slight dehydration. You know, a guy from not being able to punch feels like the biggest puncher in the world. I had been, been hit by a lot of guys. This and he was like, no water in the brain. He's like, boom, boom. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, this guy is not hit that hard. But and he knocked me down in the round. And I was roughing the guy up, and I thought I was winning, but I lost. Then I felt beat. I felt I know I, I, I lost the round. I got knocked down. I didn't feel physically beat the whole fight, but I lost. It was a six rounder. I just bought a couple of twelves, and now you throw me in a six, and now I'm in this sprint, and I'm yeah. exhausted, and, and I get in, I get knocked down. You were so, you were in a twelve that didn't start to the tenth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now I get beat. And so that third one, I was like, man, I really got to take care of these elbows. I wasn't having surgery on my elbows. And I didn't realize that took like two and a half years off from doing both my elbows, pulled some bone chips out. And when we come back, we knew um, we were either going to start our own promotional company or we were going to have to 
jump on some of the local fights. But the, the fighting, the, the only thing that we didn't like is it just, you know, locally, then it didn't, there was nothing consistently yeah, being put out. Yeah. You know, like a consistent where you can keep yourself <coughs> going and going unless you were trying to leave the state or you're trying to go to Arkansas or Tennessee or just trying to find a show to get on to get in the gym or get in the ring. And uh, anyway, I did it for a couple of fights. Golden Boy called us. We fought on the Canelo Kirk in the card. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, you know, you're, here's you why things happen for a reason. First round, throw a right hand, rip my rotator cuff off the bone. And now I'm fighting this slick, cute southpaw from Cuba. And I was like, this guy's fixing the wife for wall to me now. I hit him with a left hook and knock him out. Oh. And I'm like, and when he hit the ground, I was like, please don't get up. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain over here. He stumbled, didn't get up. And, you know, and, you know I win. And then yeah. I'm back to surgery yeah. six weeks later. And then I have another time off. I actually went to work, went to Sam Houston, worked a couple work for a couple years. Um, and then, um, you know, once I got back to health, I even took a fight while I was working. Now, I don't recommend that. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you have to. You do what you can. They were, you know, Sam Houston when I was working there was great for me. You know, I had a great team and, and great friends that let me even like go far and then come back to work. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, was well, an ideal situation to get everything in, but I was trying. I was doing my best. It was that, you know, that determination. I did an interview the other day, and they're like, "What is your, what is the one thing that you know you you hold yourself as being the most successful or prideful?" I mean, Meg, suffering through this comeback. I mean, because. It's not easy. It's not. It's not easy on your family and your kids yeah. on, on everybody because you know how does that, how does camp affect the family life? Or it's very hard. You know, everybody. You know, it's it's difficult. You know, because there's there's a lot of quality time that you that you it's miss out. You can know yeah. from your from your spouse, your wife, your kids. I've always tried to do a very good job. I probably do a better job with my kids than I do with my wife. You know, I mean, which is not how it should be. I wouldn't recommend that. You know, spend more time with your wife than you know. And the kids, yes, they need, they need to have you, they need to be there. But it's a, it's a, it's extremely difficult. It's but not she, easy. but it sounds like she's involved, right? Like oh, she's, she's involved. She's, she's there. Yeah, she's there. She's building her own business now. Involved. But she is now. <laughs> she's in the ringside. She will tell you. She will be on. She's been since she was twenty. She yeah, knows. Like, she knows that. She knows. She's a part of the game. She's in on it. She knows. She knows when things ain't right. She knows when you should fight. She she knows when you shouldn't fight. You know what I mean? You even that last fight that I talked about, third one we talked about, she was like, mm, don't do that. You don't need to fight that guy. Just, just take the time off. Don't do it. Not like, oh, want me to do it. I'm going to do it. Anyway, but so back to the question. Come back after the rotator cuff. We did a couple, you know, I was like, we start LT, your promotions. We're going to get back to, you know, we're going we're gonna to start putting on a good show. To talk to my longtime trainer, Felix Ramirez. And then our close friend, um, Christopher Stalder. And I was like, listen, let's do this. Let's put this thing together. Um, if you guys will, you know, are there, we'll, you know, we can consistently keep me on a, on a train. And what we'll do is we'll just start giving every local kid here, obviously, the same route I had, that that then give them an opportunity to display their skills. You know, what I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, at this level, I try to explain to young fighters, and as, as I've grown, as time is going on, that are growing up without that contract that someone's consistently getting their fights. You know, what I mean, with big promoters, you just have to see yourself as your own business. Right, you are your own business. Boxing is what you do. This is your own business. So you market yourself. You, you know, you do all those little things, and you, you try to fight. And you fight on these cards. You, and you get a ticket deal. You know that that's 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 you. It's, it'd be like our. You know, we have some. We're in real estate. Right, real business. estate. It's a business. Yeah. You go the more you go sell, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you see it that way, and you you push yourself, the bigger things will happen. And it's and it's not always easy, but it works. And. And also, the, the company just started. I was like, we're going to give lots of kids great opportunities. 
But what we're also going to do is we're going to entertain the fans. We have to make it where it's people walk up in here and just go like the whole, you know, the amateur event with all the lights come on, turn on. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to be able to, you know, have a, a dip, different level of atmosphere, a little more <coughs> excitement, a lot more fun. And if we could keep it all in a reasonable budget without, you know, having to come out of our own pockets, it'd be even better. And, and you guys do a lot of, uh, you do a good job with the sponsorships. I see we do, we do. Yeah, we, you know, we're all in separate businesses, you know, uh, and so we all have our own little niche that we do. And so we go to our friends and we're like, hey, listen, put on a show. You, you guys want to sponsor? And, you know, they are, and, and luckily, you know, over the years that I've been doing it, I've created great relationships yeah. in, in various businesses. And they, they support it and they love it and they want to, and then, and I have, you know, this is the support. They, they see what I'm trying to do and they want to see me get back to where, you know, where they think I can get. You know what I mean? Some of them have a lot of belief. I mean, you can be a world champion. I was like, I think I can be a world champion, but I also, you know, I, you know, I've got to put the work in. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to do this myself. What's the goal, bro? Year, year wise. Yeah, I, age wise. I, you know, I, you know, I'd love to be able to fight to 40 just with the science behind how you train and, you know, and I have some really, you know, my wife is the smartest person, you know, and she'll keep me, I could fight till 40, 42, 43, and, and, and I would be fine, but, you know, there is a downturn, there is a, and, you know, you could go down. Do I feel better than I did 10 years ago right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think that's because I started later, and at 36 now, I'm better than I was at 26 as a complete fighter. I'm actually in better condition. My body's actually to where it needs to be now. But even when I look back 10 years, I'm like, man, I was kind of just like, 175 pounds but soft you know what I mean now I'm at a different level of training not necessarily even more sometimes we think more is better it's not sometimes it's, smaller, it's, yeah. it's like it's, it's smarter it's, it's tougher sprint sessions it's harder sparring sessions with limited rounds and it's controlling all those things now with just with science and you know but well, knowing training. yourself too knowing how, how you respond how you, how you feel and right. you know and using using you know uh, knowledge now and devices to track heart rates and you know heart rate variabilities and your sleep patterns and things like that that help you. You know, what I mean, I mean, I use every trick in the book. You know, what I mean, uh, um, and so to, to to heal myself properly and recover from these things and and nutrition and things like that. Um, so, do you have anything you, <clears throat> for those listening? <clears throat> what do you what, what do you uh, what's your recovery process like? Uh, after work, uh, after your workouts, after workout sessions, you know your your first your first couple of things is yeah <laughs> your first couple of things is just you kind of replacing what you've just put out. You know what I mean? So obviously, tons of water. Right. You know everybody doesn't really understand how important that that just the water alone is. You know, you're, you know, um, you know you need the gallon. For what we do, you're talking about a gallon, two gallons a day. You know, everybody's kind of like, how do you do that? Like, you carry it around, you know, like, and you just run to the restroom every time. You know, you got something going on, or you're gonna be somewhere. Well, then yeah, I mean, don't drink so much, you right. know, because you know, but you know, you're gonna have to play catch up. And then you know, the nutrition side, but uh, uh, but there's a lot of things, you know, and, and, and um, you know, from from chiropractic work to just keeping your body in line. To just sleep, you know, I mean, all those things. You know, everybody, Henry, here's one, you know, another Henry was great at. I would do an interview, I'd be like, hey, you know, how many hours you train today? And I'm like, no, oh, man, it's probably five, six hours, Henry. Let me stop him right there. He trains 24 hours a day. You gotta wake up at a certain time, you gotta go to bed at a certain time, you gotta eat at a certain time, you gotta sleep, you know, and all these things, you know, and, and so it's not five or six hours a day, it's 
it's all day right to be what to do what you do as a fighter it's all day because you know it's like oh, okay yeah and he's right and it makes sense because you do and you got to get to these recovery sessions you know and but now there's a lot of things out there now that we use you know <clears throat> I'm, I'm fortunate you know that you know i've always been in in the uh, sports science industry and you know and um, my family is you know obviously my wife is incredible at the things that she does and she has some things that she uses you know uses on me and those uh, Cairo, those Cairo therapy, uh, ice, I mean, those cryo therapy, yeah, the, the real cold devices, those um, work. They, 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 they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes real consistency, is the thing. It yeah. takes a real, a real discipline, consistency to be in there every day, you know, um, and on time, you know, and, and, and using them. But yes, they, they do, they do work. It, it is relaxing, it is refreshing to get in there. You know, but an ice bath works. You know what I mean? I mean, I was just about to say that. I tried that one day. I went home, I filled the bathtub up, I went to the refrigerator. And not enough ice. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get buckets in there. You gotta go, you gotta go get them big old bags of it. Yeah, you need a lot of ice. It's gotta be really nice with me. You're talking about. You know, nowadays, you know, we're neurohackers, you know, I mean, my wife is like, you know, I always, I keep talking about my wife because she's the one that pushes me to understand how to heal your body neurologically and neurofitness-wise and, you know, nervous system-wise and, you know, it's got to be so cold, it doesn't have to be freezing, it doesn't have to be negative 300, just, you know, if you get it in the, you know, under 50, under in the 40s and you just get in there and you plunge in and you just kind of use it for a recovery session. It, it, it make a world of difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Just it draws so much blood to the surface and gets them tissue work. Cold showers is a great. Cold thing. showers, yeah. That's uh, the ice bath is the recovery, mm-hmm. but then cold showers wake you up, man. Yeah. You, you, you. If you're feeling down, slumped, jump in that shower. Just put the cold water. Yeah, put the cold water. On. And you'll walk. You'll think you drunk several cups of uh, uh, yeah. Uh, coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah man. It's a, it's a, it's a hack. It's a, it's a hack in life, and it's a, it's a big one. That cold. That's exactly. I did that when I left. Yeah, uh, but. It's, it's, it's just proper nutrition, diet, water, paying attention to just little things, how your body's feeling, you know, and, you know, are you getting nine hours of sleep, are you getting eight hours of sleep, so some days, you know, it's, it's not easy, some days, you know, it's going to be six, especially when we're on 5 a.m. runs, you know, and you stayed up too late, you know what I mean, don't be afraid to push the run to eight if you have that ability, you know, if you have that as a possibility, or if you don't, then, you know, make sure you get the How many you put in the week? A week, I don't, you know, I, you know, here's the funny part is as I used to run, when I was younger, Robert, Robert, Robert's age, you know, maybe I was just that guy that was running marathon type miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a couple of marathons. I was running 50, 60 miles a week. Everybody wow. in the gym knew I just run to death. And I would, but I was trying to keep, maintain this high heart rate. Just, I could just go, go, go. That LD, they kind of standing, you know, that, uh, if it got rough, I could just go, go, go. And it'd be okay. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have to, you know, worry about getting tired. Right. So I would run a lot. Now, since I've kind of gotten older, we talk about training smarter, it's become a lot more sprint sessions, you know, mm-hmm. where I was doing a lot more harder sprints and not as long run distance. Where the long distance stuff now turns into, you know, 15 miles a week, 20 miles a week. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that when, when you're playing something, I learned because as a young kid, you don't have to run really. Uh, those, 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 those buffers, those, huh? That ain't what you told me. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never run. Uh, three mile runs three times a week to, to, to maintain, but if you had no sprints, 
that's smart though, man. It's, it's blowing yourself out and and, and giving you those miles, those things you was getting by going a marathon. You know, now now listen, there's fighters out there. Don't take it, guys, for true, because there's fighters out there that need to do eight miles because their body responds to those eight miles. But I I, I agree with you. You got to run. I ain't never said not run. I said yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to run. You you got to run. And fighters, there are fighters out there. They like the five and six. Here's the thing. It's the mentality of the fighter. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll do my shit and conditioning. I got a buddy who works out with me religiously. We get in the weight room and he, he's always there if I need when I need to go. And I'll be like, man, I just I just oh, I like to get up early and I like to run five miles. And he's like, what do you do? You like doing it? Then just go do it. You know? Right. But I mean, you know, and, and he's like, but I'm telling you, you could go run. 15, 20, 100 miles, you know, 100 meter sprints, be done, be done, be the same, better results. You know, you jack your heart rate up, you yourself your heart rate very, you know, is going to be up and down, and you're going to get some recovery. The, 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 the cheat, you're, you're cheating what you gain in that long run, what you're pushing for, you're cheating by adding the sprints on top of a maintenance run, I guess is yeah, yeah, how you would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you say like better results because the longer run is more wear on your long run. And you're on that. You imagine you're running on, you know, your sprinter. You're running, you know, it's, it's so conditioned. It's, it's so much more explosive and strength building, power building, muscle building. I mean, look at sprinters. Look at them. I mean, yeah. watch, look, they, they're not running miles. They're just running and they rest five minutes and they run some more and they're in the weight room. You know, and they're just going to go incredibly fast. You want the fast twitch muscles. So that's what you want in your legs and your arms and everything. So, yeah, everything that you do, you train with speed and power, right? Same thing when we're talking in the gym. We're not saying you to. You'll hear us coaches say, you got to hit harder, hit harder. Really what we're meaning to say is, I catch myself, be like, it's a punch faster. Speed is power, right? So the faster you go, the harder it will be. You don't have to tell a young kid to hit harder. You know, they're like, wow. He's all your muscles. But no, that's not what I like. Yeah, I like to say, be quick. Be quick. Be quick. Be fast. Be quick and be quick. And so we all have our our key terms that our fighters can pick up on. And so it's like, hey, I might be saying, I need you to hit harder, but really... When I say that, this is what I want you to understand. And one time I was training with Henry, he always, and, and I, you have, and every fighter understands things differently, obviously, but Henry used to always used to tell me, listen, listen, don't let, don't stop before you punch. It was always one thing when I got to go and he was always teaching me. And every year I was always learning something, always learning something. We always learn. And he was just like, you know, don't stop before you go. Don't stop before you go. And I was always, when I was younger, I was like, man, so I can't, I, I gotta keep moving my legs and, I can't stop my feet, then I gotta go, that's fatiguing, it's tough. And for a long time I was I wasn't grasping it, you know what I mean? And sometimes I was just probably just doing it and so he wouldn't say it and then all of a sudden he'd tell me and I'd be like, I felt like I'm not and he goes, No, man. And so I was like what he was really contemplating wasn't so much necessarily my feet, but it'd just be your rhythm, right? Sometimes yeah. if you completely stop for you a pin, that rhythm. Yeah, it's like and go and he's like, They'll they'll find that. They'll mm-hmm. let that happen. Like keep really? some Keep some type of movement with your hand or your feet or your body, then go. You know, and so that there's always something that you're always moving out the top of a move. And I was like, oh, man, this whole time I thought about my legs. And my mind, I just tell that person. Perpetual, like, perpetual motion yeah. and, and shoot your rhythm. Let the perpetual motion be your stop. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. are not stopping. And then when you shoot, you're shooting off. Yeah. And guess what? All of a sudden, you become faster than the yeah, fastest guy. Yeah, but yeah. they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
And I was actually going to have kids come in and they'll be like, you know, you're trying to explain why you should kind of keep your body moving. And now, my always always the analogy I always try to team with for them to see that something they see on TV. I was like, you ever watch tennis? And they're like, yeah, I watch tennis. I was like, you know how fast that ball's coming? Oh, fuck. They're like, look at the little thing. I was like, go up there, go home. Google one, look it up. And it's at 100 and some miles per hour coming out of now look over there. Is that tennis player just standing there waiting for the ball to go? No, they're like consistently. Yeah, now we get it. Yeah, on their toes. Boom! And it's the same thing you have to create here. Now I know that we're fighting and we're tense and it's intense and you're mentally you're putting pressure under you. Doesn't mean I don't want you to just walk up and take a breath. I just don't want you to walk up here, stop, and start fighting because. If you keep doing that to me, I'm just going to, mm, that's the only time you fight. Yeah. When you walk your feet, I'm going to attack you. Yeah. And then you can't fight because you never, you haven't learned to trade. You, you, fight off of those you end up letting the average fighter get you. So those those key things are, uh, man, the fighters over there don't even get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of competitive professional fighters don't understand that. Yeah. But, but luckily, you were... Yeah, I was, where I, you were supposed, supposed to be, man. And he was, he was always groomed to just be, you know, if you keep, see how you always hear is it, it's a chess match, it's not checkers. And he, you know, some he was like, you know, it's like, well, what about I've never played ch- checkers you know, or chess? You know, I don't understand what you mean. But it's just, it's, there's just stages to understanding how to take something away. He's like, man, he took something away from me. I, I couldn't get my punches off. And they, well, I mean, because every time you might have shown it to me every time, you might have kind of backtracked it one before you do it and I just picked it up and so I knew to kind of give me a give me a little angle backwards right quick so that you couldn't catch me you know what I mean you didn't you didn't con me with your hands before you went you kind of you know you just kind of tried to go you know so the root the root <laughs> right the yeah. root of his boxing fought on TV in the 50s in black and white you understand know mm-hmm. me right, yeah. okay. and a radio yeah yeah it is a radio and they were listening to radio. I mean, it was just this man speaking chemistry, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was old school. I mean, and that's how they learned, you know. And, and when I started fighting, you know, Henry, when I was, you know, coming in, he was like, you know, he, you know, he would tell me, he's like, go watch uh, Rock Marciano. Go watch fights and, and see little things that they did. Go watch um, Woody Pet and how he danced around and moved. You know, we see that on the Chankos of the world now. That's what our society now is going to see, but go watch what he Go watch what he I tell you, boy, man, hold on, bro, let me stop. Yeah. I told him, I, I, I know I've told him, but I tell how the hell do these Eastern Europeans know how to fight like Willie Pell? Yeah. Like that, and then I'm talking Chinese to these yeah. guys. They don't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. But it's just because my father was old. Yeah. I, yeah. There was no YouTube. Yeah. He was telling me, Marciano, Will, uh, uh, Pep, all these guys, Carmen Basilio, all these guys, so I'm hearing, I'm, I know them without knowing them. I've never seen them. Yep. Maybe the Ring Magazine <laughs> has a black and white yeah, picture of this right guy on. who looks like a killer, yep. but he's telling me, man, son, this is the thing, and he never let this guy get started. Yeah. He, you know, he took his show down, so he could never, if he was a jabber, he took it from him. And so you listen to, so then when you hear a guy, you see a guy now, like a Lomachenko, mm-hmm. or a, uh, any of these educated, very educated boxers, and they're not American, mm-hmm. you, you're like, how, man? Yeah. How did, because that's a proper training. Whoever built him, yeah. developed and studied and learned fighting right. the, the art of pugilism, yeah. boxing. boxing. And that's, it, it's, it's such a big difference between yeah. that and a guy leaning on his physical capabilities. Yeah. Because if, 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 tell me if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. If your opponent will beat you 
because he's faster and stronger than bigger. Well, then where's the science in that? That means just get fast, strong, and big, and then you beat everybody, right? No, 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 no. This is art form. This is boxing. This is... No. I got to outthink you and then use it to... Uh, uh, everything you give me, I'm going to take it from you and not allow you to do it. Yeah. And then do what I need to do. That's boxing. These guys don't understand boxing, man. So when you see when you see the, the Lomachenkos and stuff, and I, even though as young as I am, I, I just was by the look of the draw, yeah. raised high by who I was. And I think back and I said, bro, shit, that's Archie Moore. That's just Archie Moore. That's all that is right there. And these young guys, man, he's the greatest fighter. You know, this, this guy, the, when I look at, when I look at uh, Lil Floyd, yeah. who's arguably one of the greatest fighters yeah. ever lived, Lil, go, go look at uh, Ezra Charles and Archie Moore and, and go see where all that stuff yeah. came from, man. They've been doing that, man. They've been doing that. But he he had to drive the uh, 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 tenacity and everything to keep it up. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun, man. No. And these young guys come and they get caught up in the in the, in the performance yeah. instead of building to perform, yeah. right? And and sitting here listening to you, bro, man, I'm loving this yeah. conversation. This is probably my favorite podcast now <laughs> because I'm I'm sitting there and I talked to him earlier on because I heard of his trainer before and his trainer's brother before through hearsay, not through a real life thing. And, and 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 listening to him talk, I'm like, man, no wonder why when I got here and, and we were fighting and fighting guys from up there, it was a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a real problem because these guys understand uh, fundamental but, boxing. Fundamental man. boxing, you know, and that, was always, that was always the fun part. And it just pushed you to go and learn those things and not saying that you had to fight like that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at Willie, Willie Pat. Well, he moved, used his legs. He went around without them doing much. And go try to win around because frustrated. Someone swinging and punching at you. What then? What then? That creates is someone missing and missing and missing. It keeps in like this false sense of oh, well, I'm gonna have the punch. Just barely. I don't know if I'm gonna touch him, so I'm just gonna slowly reach out there to hit the guy. Now you've gotten what you want. Now the rhythm has changed. Now it's slower. So now your movement can kind of slow a little bit, and you can time the slowness because they're unsure if they can hit you. Now, if, you, if they always got to just touch you hard, then you're going like, but then they got all this confidence. They're just being able to hit you and hit you and hit you. And then once you start to make them miss and make them move, and now they become a little bit hesitant to throw the punch. Now, <laughs> they've just fallen into what you need them, what you want them to do. And they're going like, I can't hit this guy. I can't hit this guy. Willie Pep was great. Uh, with, you know, you're talking about Pastrano, you know, all these guys. Archie Moore, you know, I, you know, you know Henry was... Love for me to watch them, and, I, and occasionally I still will go back. But you watch it, and you watch the. Then you come through it, and you come through the ranks, and you just go through the times of who was doing what. You know, like I just start. You start watching Sugar Ray Leonard again. You know, watch the little things. You know, I was telling my son the other day. I loved how Sugar Ray when he, he was actually fighting a light heavyweight, um, the, the Dondo. Uh, I forget what his name. Daniel Lyon. Yeah, kind of He kept his hand, uh, Sugar Ray, in the fight when I was watching it, like like a, like a mitt. He kind of kid like this, <laughs> and I love how he did that because and, he'll, and, and, and he'll do it, and, and he'll punch it, and then he'll, he'll punch it. He just been sitting eight weeks punching mitts. Yeah. You give him that mitt, he'll punch it, yeah. and then you do uh, take advantage yeah. of it. Man, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Willie Pastrana, man, that's where my family is rooted from. Uh, why, yeah. why they also built my uncle's uncle? That's where our boxing comes from, man. So I, I yeah. man. <laughs> These kids don't understand education. When I say they don't understand, I don't mean it as a put down. No. I mean it as, guess what? Coach Derek Collinsworth 
Alfonso Lopez, they we're out here teaching it. Yeah. Those things, those 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 uh, uh lessons, yeah. man. And Willie Pep, Willie Pep, uh, man. My 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 my, my mind's. Willie Pep won around one time without throwing a punch. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Without throwing a punch. Posturing, foot, Posturing. stepping, yeah. moving around this guy. He, he kicked this guy's ass without hitting him. And I remember, no, and, 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 and I remember in the 90s, uh, speaking of, of Roy Jones, Roy Jones, I forget, he did it. Yeah. He didn't throw a punch, and, he, and the judges getting around, and everybody was along beside themselves. And I said, well, shit, Willie Pepp did that in the 50s. Yeah. But if you don't know, you don't know. Now, that's not to take away from Roy Jones' greatness. I'm not taking it away from it. It's just fucking great. Yeah. But there's nothing new, man, to, yeah. to this thing, man. You 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 you've got to uh educate yourself, man. And and, and don't get me wrong, there's brute force yeah. fighters that just were brute force guys and they lasted however long they lasted. But even the Monster Animals, man, people people like to just to me. The common thing is, Monsanto is one of the most overrated, and I would totally disagree with that and say he's one of the most underrated heavyweight champions in history. Why? Because he's five foot nothing, 180 something pounds, yeah. and he beat people. And they try to say he didn't. He beat the uh, Mongoose, he beat Ezra Charles, he beat the. I don't count Joe Lewis. Yeah. He beat all them other guys, and he's little, and he shouldn't have been there, yeah. and he had, what, about eight amateur fights? Yeah. But he's depression every guy, and he can't. My dad said he, he watched. Monsanto fighter guy, hit him with a right hook and break his the big bone in the arm. The big bone. Monsanto, 180 pounds. Joe Lewis, the GOAT, said when he fought Rocky Monsanto, he said it hurt when he hit me in the fucking hand. When he would hit me in the arm, you want to keep your arms up and he hits your arm, you want to keep so he's one of the most underrated guys to be to be that small, that thing, and, and, and forty nine and all and stuff. But if you're not properly educated in fist fighting, yeah, then you don't know. Yeah. You, you have no clue what you're talking about. And he did great things like we talked about hitting arms, and hitting bodies, and hitting shoulders. It's great for a long fight and every fight fifteen rounds. Like, right. Why not hit somebody right here in the arm? I mean, we can do it. I mean, do it like small when you're playing four rounders. I mean, hit some guys. You're like, he got me out of You'll feel it. You know, hit the arm back. Also, then what it creates is if you're like this and they're always kind of in tight and you go to hit hard here, it flies an arm open and then the second shot comes through. Or, you know, or maybe you re re deflect off the arm and hit him in the face. You know what I mean? But you, you start taking little things away. You know, you start hitting the arm. You hit, you know, hit him right up in here. And you watch, uh, like, you know, now you watch the natural uh, Golovkin now. I mean, I mean, he does a lot of those good things. He hits you on the shoulders. He does the cross block where he just, all of a he just kind of just catches you <coughs> and he throws a stiff jab. You know, that's an old school trick. I mean, just right here, boom, boom, and he just drives his down your throat. Like, God, he got a stiff jab. He stays down on it real well. I tell guys all the time, these young fighters, you can never study or burn up the ring enough because that inside fighting, distance fight, any kind of fight, man. And he was such a little guy. And he guys would back up off of him, man, because wherever you put him, yeah. he would take advantage of whatever you didn't give him. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever you would give, okay, watch this. Yeah. I'm going to go over here. Yeah. And then it'll go... Is that's that's a thing. I love that you brought the word Durant because uh, you know when Henry at one point was saying we we were working on inside fighting because he knew I I would get when early I would get real close now I box a little bit and then I would get in close and I, a lot of my strength was a lot of the inside stuff and so he's like yeah well, you you brought up you know watch them 
Durant, how he would get in there and he would like he would man, he would manipulate your hands. Ooh. We talk about like he grab a hand, he pull in here, he push your shoulder, he grab a hand, he tug it there, he hits you over the top. He reach back in here, grab this hand and hit you back that way. Then he pull an elbow from underneath and hit you with a body shot. <laughs> feed you to the hook. Yeah, feed you to the body. Yeah, man. And he lets you just kind of roll in all these shots and he kind of just. And guys are fighting it, you know, like, oh, no. And then he grabbed your hand and just kind of wear your arm back down. And he was just, and then, yeah. Your ass is whooped before you realize what's going to The whole time, you're just trying to fight that good hit. And I was like, he's like, you know, watch it. I want you to start working on it. And I was like, man, I don't I mean, he's like, you're just going to have to get hit. Like, you're going to mess up and you're going to get hit. We're working on some of these young kids that you're in here with. And these other guys as far we're getting sparring. Well, we didn't have a lot of guys at our gym. So, every time we'd go to real sparring sessions, I'd try it, you know, and get Eat a punch, you know, like, boom, 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 it'd be a horrible day. We'd leave him, leave me alone. <coughs> oh, that was rough. We got, we got better. Like, we were working on these things. I was like, yeah, but God, I ain't doing this. Thing. Next week, we're just boxing. I'm not going to draw all those things. I'm going to go back to, you'll be all right. You know, you leave and it felt like bad. Like, you know, sometimes they'd film it, you know, like, it wasn't as bad as it looked. You know, like, you watch it. I don't care what it's that bad. Yeah, man, it didn't feel like this. It yeah, was horrible. But you had an objective that you was trying to do that the yeah. other opponent didn't even no, play yeah, alone with you because no, you're no. trying to learn it's something and figure something out. Yeah, man, man it's, it's always fun. There's a, there's a video of uh, uh, Duran teaching somebody. I think Sergio Moro, you seen it on YouTube, and he's talking there. I think I have to do that. Yeah, there he's in the inside, and he's doing all the things with Sergio. It's a really cool video. For real? Yeah, there's a video on there. I'm watching that one, Sergio Moro, and he's working, and he's talking about all the little things. I still do them a lot in the gym to a lot of guys because it's fatiguing, it's frustrating, and if you can't relax when someone's doing it to you, it causes tension. I mean, the, the tension wears you out, and that's what you're trying to create in these fights. Is we call it mental pressure that causes tension. You got physical pressure that causes tension. You got somebody pushing on your shoulders, and I, Henry talked. Who did Henry? I'll forget. And, but it was, uh, you know, it was jamming your arms into somebody's shoulders as they were punching. I forgot who he learned it from. I think he told me like. I won't remember the guy's name. He was just like, I was an old fighter. He punched drunk. We were in New York, and he came up to me, and he was telling me. He said, you always will learn something from everybody. And I remember I was sitting there talking to him, and he was telling me, and I was like, no, that makes a lot of sense. you know. So, And he showed it to me one day. So I'd come in here, we'd be boxing guys on the inside. Before they punch, I'd just push in their shoulders. It killed the shot before it started. Started trying to better fighters and tougher fighters and more and more and more. Now, if you miss it, you get hit, right? But if you work on it and you time it right, it's a kill shot. I mean, like, yeah, someone goes in when they got like that big load or tension, like, you know, they're trying to get you and you just kill it before it even starts. And they're going, like, what the fuck just happened? You're like, what did you do? What not are you put, doing? Not to put Robin on the spot, but uh, he, he approached me one day and asked me what I trained him. I told him I'd take a look at him. He came and I seen he was a hard worker. Uh, that's about what I've seen. So we started trying. I said, yeah, I'll take that on. And then plus my other guy asked me to take him on, mm-hmm. and, you know, a favor, okay. And he's a great, he's a great guy, man. And uh, about three months in, you know, again, this kid's got fights. Yeah. About three months in, I can see him. He's antsy and itchy and wants to fight. He thought he learned something, right? And yeah. I'm sitting here going, okay, go get you a fight, man. He looked at me and said, we ain't even got the hand traps and shit like this that you have no idea what we're talking about, man. That, that, that. This guy may be kicking our ass. And we may have to use this in order to win because my directive is to win. That ain't protect you. Uh, 
But and, and hopefully he learned as time went by. But yeah. you know he didn't go look for a fight because he knew I wasn't gonna be there. But, I, but but seriously, these these guys don't understand. And, and, and I could have said, I could have said, Alfonso, tell me the truth. I could have said on the first day, I'm gonna explain to you the difference between range and distance, the difference between angles, throwing punches at an angle. I'm gonna show you hand traps. I'm gonna show you these things. And it would have been like talking to the wall. He would have just said, yeah, okay. And then we would have hit the bag. And the same three months would have went by and he would have said, coach, I want to fight. I want to fight. So, so what the hell am I going to tell him? It's like speaking words, <coughs> right? Yeah. You got to go and yeah. figure these things yeah. out. And there's times, and, he, and I'm sure he'll attest to it. Yeah. Today we're working hand traps, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's, it makes for a rough spark, yeah, you is. know, because he's got to get close in there yeah, and not yeah. take advantage of things that he can do. Yeah. Because we'll never get in there and do what we need to do. So, man, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of this, man. Uh, 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 man, I gotta go meet these guys, man. Anytime y'all do something, I just want to sit there and shut up and listen, man. Yeah, I gotta bring Henry up here. Henry would love it. You know, he's 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 got, and I got a lot of stories. He's got tons of stories, and they all come from him on everything that we're doing. But he does a fabulous job. You know, what I mean, he just awesome. he's got so much knowledge in there. It's just it's fun to do. But you know. It's good times, you know. I enjoy talking about it. I have fun. I mean, you know, boxing is what we love to do. It's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I got to uh, get out of here, man. My, that boy of mine is playing a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I got to Man, the boy's playing some baseball today, too. We really appreciate you coming in. Why I'm glad you guys had me, man. You know, I know mean, we, we talked about a lot of history. You know, we were really for here. You know, it's uh, April 6th. It's, April 6th. You know, you know, April 6th in Galveston Convention Center. Um, you know, we're looking, you know, uh, first off, thank you guys for having me. I, if we don't get the word spread out without the guys that take the time to invite us in for podcasts, for interviews, uh, it's media. You guys did think I was a gym here, so thank you. First off, just thank you for having me. For Thinking sure. about it, I'm saying I'm not coming. I, mean, I, I do appreciate it. Um, you know, but but April sixth, you know, it's a it's a it's in Galveston, Galveston Convention Center. We you know it's a, we're gonna have tickets at the door, general mission tickets at the door. You know, there's still a couple, maybe a relative, maybe a table or two available. Not very many, but. Um, a, a stacked fight card. I know we didn't get into it, but I mean, we all Houston fighters. You know, uh, um, you know, you, you mentioned Navarro. We got you know uh, Ivan Vasquez. You know, we got uh, Frosto back on the card. You know, I mean, so a lot of the guys that you know that you know we've been seeing on our shows, but you know, and that, that are just trying to build that career and get back into it. You know, we're excited about it. Um, you know, obviously on the main event, you know, we're fighting twelve round fight. You know, we're I give you the exclusives on what we're going through right now, and uh, hopefully we'll have it all. Detail in my app by Monday, but you know it's not going to change the fact that I'm ready to go. Well, who, whoever it is, you know, what I mean, whatever we have to settle on, you know, it's a fight. I prepared for a fight. I had a tough training camp, and so you know, whoever is put in the ring with us on on Saturday night next week, yeah. And so, it is, it is. Facebook, Instagram, April sixth, Galveston. It's going down. I'll tell you the promotions. I'll find we'll the promotions yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you got going on after April? Oh, uh, we're back in July, July 13th, we're, we're bringing it to the Conroe, Conroe you know, I'm trying to get back to close to cut and shoot, and you really would love to have Roy and Henry, and I'd love to bring some of that, the, there's still a lot of the older fight, you know, the community that remembers Roy, yeah, they're cool. all there, they're all itching, a lot of, you know, they're all there, so we want to try to kind of reach back out and get somewhere close to there for everybody. That's awesome, and then your gym is located where? In Huntsville? Yeah, I'm in Huntsville, you know, it's a, it's a uh, the address in Huntsville, it's a 2251 State Highway 75 North, it's a private farm, everybody drives up, it's farmland, and you're like, I don't know if I'm here, <laughs> drive up to the house, come around the back, you'll see the big building, you, you know, go. so, 
and you guys can reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, reach out to me on on, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. You know, uh, El Tejo Boxing Academy. You know, and we get out there. We we teach a couple. Of class, I teach a couple classes a week. You know, I teach you while I'm fighting because I love to teach the kids. They come in. We're not sparring. There's no contact. It's just learning the fundamentals. Are, 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 are you the Are you the only trainer, or do you have other trainers? No, yeah, me and Henry are always there. Yeah, me and Henry are always there. It's, it, uh, so uh, you know, more than welcome to come on out. But uh, yeah, your promotions. You know, El Tito Boxing Academy. It's all on social media. Y'all yeah, out there on the you know north side of Houston or up north in Huntsville. Y'all yeah. go check them out. A couple shout outs to uh, people who live in common. John Harris, appreciate you turning in. Eddie Lacy, Shelly Arnold. Uh, Mike, how do you say Mike's last name? Clicola. Clicola. He's a sparrow. He'd show up and win. Yeah, he, and he, yeah, yeah. yeah. says, uh, you look to be in good, in, in good shape, Alfonso. Juan. Oh, awesome. Uh, giving you a shout out. Thanks, Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're live at the Guard Boxing Academy for next week. We appreciate you guys turning in. Uh, who we have next week? Um, shit, we have. I'm blanking out, but we yeah. definitely have. Yeah, we have someone. Uh, it will be promoted all week. Yeah. And we're going to continue uh, promoting for this show up into it. Yeah, yeah next week. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a great excitement. We look forward to, you know, we look forward to coming back <coughs> talking some more, catching yeah, up. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, you know, what you guys got going on is great. You know, so big thanks to, you know, Grand Boxing. Yeah. Y'all Thank make you sure y'all, y'all make it out to Galveston. Make it out to, uh, to Conroe. He puts on a great show. Yeah, some great boxing. It's entertaining as fuck. Come out and support. Thank you, Robert Redman Jr. for coming in. Of course. Yeah, appreciate it. See you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see y'all soon. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Nah, man. I appreciate it. Sorry for being a little bit late. Nah, Nah, man. Too good. We're trying to rush it over here. Ooh. (laughs) Hey, my man. I'm glad to meet you, bro. That's uh. Thank you. That was a great uh, conversation right there, man. Good, good. Nah, it was a lot of fun, man. I mean, uh, this is a lot of fun.